This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, live in studio on this Thursday. Unnecessary roughness. Your boy, Q. Got my man, Demond Cotton. He's running the, the wheels of steel back in studio after a day at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders practice facility there in Henderson. It was a fun day out there. I felt like I was out there all day yesterday. I felt like I went back there about two or three times yesterday, but it was still, it was a really good time. And then back out there this morning for practice, and they were on the field today as they were not on the field yesterday, but they did go through a lot of uh, different drills and they went through their their weight room activities and as Coach Gruden pointed out today, it's being reported that we didn't have practice. We did have practice. I'll say, during Coach Gruden's media session, he was kind of, kind of like JT said, a little chippy. <laughs> he was a little chippy with the media uh, for a while. And then I think Vinny asked him a question about, oh, about the GPS or the tracking, the tracking devices and the numbers, uh, how fast guys are running. And then Gruden kind of, Loosened up a little bit. But, yeah, he was a little chippy. I think JT said it best when he said he was chippy today. Because uh, I know I asked him a question about, you know, just how he sees the defense coming along. Very valid question, I thought. <laughs> but just, I mean, it was a very valid question. Was it something like y'all just getting on his nerves? It was, like- it was kind of like he was annoyed. Like, I don't know, maybe. But it, but it wasn't, he didn't come in angry or anything because he was joking with Damon Arnett when he, or no, he was it Damon Arnett or Casey, Casey Hayward? He was, he was joking with Casey Hayward. When he, uh, you know, when he came in, and then he was joking with Damon Arnett when he left. So it's not like he was in a bad mood, but he just, I don't know, it's just like you could tell that he wasn't super thrilled with the questions that were being asked or just even answering the questions, I guess, at that time. And so Vinny asked him that question about GPS and then uh, asked later a question about, uh, you know, Rich Gannon and his dad. And so then that, you know, that kind of got him going. And uh, he even said, he even joked when he left that he was going to sit in the back of the room and ask questions to Damon Arnett. So I thought that that was... Uh, that was kind of cool, but uh, <laughs> I asked a question to him about the, and I think you have it over there, Damon. I asked him a question about the defense, how it's coming along, and um, I don't know. I don't know if it was the fact that they they did play as well as they did, and they and they did look good the other day when they created turnovers. And I'll tell you, they look good today. You know, I thought that they looked pretty good out there. I uh, saw Jonathan Abram come up and and really diagnose a play, and it would have been a sack on Carr, but of course they're not sacking the quarterbacks. But he he, I mean, he was there quick, fast, in a hurry. I saw Max Crosby get to the into the backfield multiple times. I mean, he lived in the backfield uh, today. I will say, I saw Alex Leatherwood going through drills. Saw him uh, having to pick himself off the ground a couple times. He had those, you know, rookie moments. That's what's going to happen. It's not going to be every rep. It's not going to be a perfect rep. But I think that's a credit to what the defense is doing, and I think that that's a, also a credit to Alex Leatherwood. That hey, I you know, that wasn't a good rep for me. I got to get up and, and and do it over. And I saw Tom Cable get pretty animated. So it, I, I feel like. From the day that they started in training camp to where they're at now, you can see the progression. So was this a continuation of so Tuesday when Tuesday the, the defense was just creating all these turnovers, was looking lights out? Was it more of the same today? No, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say that. I would just say that you could see the defense playing well. That that's what I I'll, I'll say. I mean, they didn't they weren't forcing turnovers. They weren't doing all that. But but they were. You could see that they were solid. There was times that 
uh, there would have been there would have been a sack on the play uh, because of the coverage was so tight. You know, I, I think that there was really some good moments. Now, with that being said, there were some good moments uh, offensively as well. You know, there's some good things. Uh, the one drill that really I enjoy watching is uh, the blitz pickup drill that the running backs are doing. And, you know, just to see Josh Jacobs get in there and, and block when the, the, blitzing, the blitzing linebacker is coming downhill. And just to hear him and hear him start chirping afterwards, I thought that was really cool because you could tell he took a lot of pride in, yeah, you're not getting, you're not getting through me. You know, and, and everyone's not able to do that. And that's a tough drill. That's a tough drill for anyone to go through and have to, you know, have to try to slow a guy down that's, that's coming downhill uh, full speed ahead. But he did a good job. And multiple running backs did a good job. Now, you saw some that it's a little bit of a struggle. And early in, in, in these guys' careers, it's going to be a struggle. That's just not an easy drill to do. And a lot of times when they're in college, they're not really asked to block that much. They're asked to make plays. Carry the rock, catch the ball, and get in the end zone. That's, that's what they're asked to do. They're not asked to necessarily be great blockers. But you could tell that Josh Jacobs took some pride in it, and when he uh, when when he completed the drill, he he turned around, kind of flexed, and and uh, had a couple couple words to say that yeah, he might want to get that out of his system now because if he does that in the game, he's going to get a flag. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. I forgot about that the the taunting, but uh, yeah, no, that was it was it was good. It was good, like I said, for a drill. It, it really was. So uh, that was just you know a couple of the takeaways. Uh, that I saw from uh, from practice earlier today. Uh, it was just good to be back out there. It wasn't as hot as it normally is. Uh, Rich Gannon was there. Beth Mowens was there. Matt Millen was there. And they were all there because they'll be on the broadcast coming up on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium against the Seahawks. And speaking of Beth Mowens, she's actually going to join us on the show coming up at 2.30 to talk about. Uh, she's actually, man, she's she's wearing multiple hats here in Las Vegas, which I think is freaking awesome. I mean, I really do. I think it's such a cool thing. She's calling. She's doing play-by-play for the Summer League. And uh, JT, he was doing his show live from Summer League. I'll be there tomorrow, be broadcasting live. I think that's going to be a, a lot of fun. And check this out, Devon. How fun is this going to be? I'm going to be broadcasting the show live from Summer League, and Little Q is going to be there watching Summer League. Are we going to get an appearance? So no, he can't. Not here. No, I mean, no, I mean, on the show tomorrow, he's going to be there. Yeah, I might, I might, I might hustle him Just and make ahead, him. Yeah, go ahead and give him a headset real quick. He's he's not a big talker like me. He's not the the talker. He's just the you know. I'm not going to talk about. It. I'm just going to go do it. No, well, I want to hear him talk about. I want to hear him talk about basketball. You know, he's going D one. Maybe he's looking at some of these cats. Like if they hear, I know I can be there. Well, I mean, and he's going D two, but he is oh, he, he he can be there. I mean, there I have no doubt about it that he can he could play on that level. And and, and I mentioned uh, yesterday on the show, uh, Jalen Green. He went number two overall. He played against him. You know, he played against him multiple times. Now Jalen Green was the alpha dog on the on the court, but. Uh, little Q, he, he he could do his own thing. So I might I might get him on the show. That's a good idea. I might I might put him on the show and put him on the spot and see what he see what he says. But yeah, he'll be there while I'm doing the show uh, live from Summer League tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm pretty pretty pumped up. But Beth Mullins will join us at two thirty to talk about not only Summer League but her being on the call with Matt Millen with Rich Gannon on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, and we'll talk to her about you know practice and what she saw today and just I mean just everything Raiders related. She's been doing uh, she's been doing the play by play for Raiders uh, for the preseason for quite a while now and uh, I think that that's really cool so usually at least once a year I get an opportunity to catch up with her and talk to her and just see uh, what she's thinking uh, what she's thinking of the team you know the direction that they're going and of course the big elephant in the room is the defense so I'll ask her about the defense and what she saw from the from the practice today and uh, I'm sure John Gruden wasn't wasn't as chippy with her and 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 Rich and and Matt as as he was with us originally but uh, he he he, he kind of cooled out uh, a little bit after that. So I don't know. I mean, sometimes I guess you just don't want to go through. I'm so surprised, like, how chippy he is with media, considering that he used to work in media. I think because, that's yeah, probably why. He said it before, you know, he, he just doesn't like talking to media that much, you know. 
he gets that it's a part of the job. But I'm just surprised. Like, you were so good at talking and being on TV. Why do you hate talking to, like, these same people? I don't think he hates it. Well, not I, hate it, but yeah. uh, if they if they said, John, you don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> you know, he's not going right. to do it. I think I'm doing this uh, production on the fly. Um, I think we're going to have Beth Mowens in a couple of minutes, as a matter of fact. Uh, she has a production meeting at 2.30. Uh, so we'll, we'll grab her at uh, at 2.15, as a matter of fact. We'll have Beth Mowens at 2.15. Uh, the great John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, he'll join us at 3. Uh, just take a look around the NFL and just get all his thoughts on everything from the Texans to uh, the Patriots to preseason. Uh, we'll talk about the stadium situation. We'll talk about, uh, you know, SoFi Stadium, Allegiant Stadium with fans in it for the first time, brand new stadiums. Uh, we'll talk all things NFL with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. And then coming up at 3.30, we have Vic Tafer from The Athletic. He'll join us to get his thoughts on what he's seen so far throughout the course of training camp uh, and, and where he thinks the Raiders are as they get ready and prepared for preseason game number one this Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. JT the Brit gave out a pair of tickets to that game uh, earlier today. That was cool. So there's a, another great listener of Raider Nation Radio 920 that's going to be headed to the game. So congratulations to you. Uh, we'll definitely have more tickets to give out throughout the course of the season, the preseason and the regular season. So definitely be looking forward to that. I want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. As I mentioned, Beth Mullins is going to come up. We just pushed her up to about 2.15. So she's going to come up. But I do want to ask, because I've been feeling this way and I've been getting this vibe from a lot of Raider fans. And I, it's, it's, you don't want to go here because a lot of people are going to just tell you, oh, this is the same feeling I had last year in the preseason and the year before in the preseason and the year before in the preseason. Just that excitement and that juice and that energy. Okay, this, you know, this team, if something feels different. You know, how many times have we heard that this team, something feels different about this team? So I, I recklessly throw it out there to Raider Nation. I recklessly throw it out there. I would love to hear from you on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. And after we're done talking to Beth, we'll definitely want to hear from you on, on the phone line as well at 702-365-9200. Is this season or is this offseason, is this training camp ramp-up period headed to the first preseason game, is there something different about this team this year? Do you feel that or do you think it's, well, it's the same energy that is there every year and then, well, nothing or, or, or a disappointment when it comes time to the regular season. I want to know, do you feel like something is different? Something is different in the air this year around this Raiders team. And if not, I want to hear that as well. No, Q, same old, same old. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just, I'm just putting the question out there because I've been getting a lot of tweets. I've been hearing a lot of messages. I've been hearing a lot of people call and say that something was different about this year. So I want to know, do you believe there's something different about this year. 2.10 is the time when we come back. Beth Mowens, she's on the call Saturday with Rich Gannon and Matt Millen. We'll hear from her next. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. He's a, a really good dude, funny dude. Um, he cares about the team and the group. Uh, I feel like it's something that didn't stand out last year. It's just that one leader role, that big brother role, that vet. Yeah, he's a great teacher. Um yeah, and I, oh, well, I like him a lot, my bad. <laughs> Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Right there, you heard Damon Arnett, second-year defensive back, talking about veteran cornerback Casey Hayward, new addition to the team, a guy who's kind of helping uh, show them the ropes of this Gus Bradley scheme, Ron Wyler scheme, what they want them to do defensively. Uh, he had a very entertaining media session, <laughs> to say the least. We'll uh, talk about that a little bit later on the show. Right now, though, pleased to have on the phone lines is Beth Mowens, and uh, she's going to be 
be the voice of the Raiders Seattle game coming up on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, very excited to talk to Beth, and she wears many, many hats. And especially, Beth, you're wearing a lot of hats around Las Vegas as uh, you're also doing <laughs> Summer League. I heard you on the Summer League broadcast. I'll be there tomorrow. But how's it? how does it feel to come to town and, and do some basketball, do some football, all, all in the same week? Oh, entertainment capital of the world, right? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's keeping me busy, and and I wouldn't want it any other way. That the summer league has been fabulous. You know, you get a glimpse of, uh, of the future of the game, and and as you know, a lot of uh, the stars of, of today started out in the summer league. Giannis and and Steph Curry, and so um, it, it it's been a lot of fun to you know check out the the new crop of talent, and uh, and spend my early mornings um, you know over in Henderson and right. uh, checking out the Raiders, and and it was great to. Great to be on hand the last couple of days and, and be in person again. I, I, I think I am, am speaking for all of Raider Nation. It's going to be incredible to have everybody together in, in that building on Saturday night. Yeah, it was really cool to be out there at practice, and this has just been fun for me to be out here at training camp ever since it got started. But I saw you and your broadcast partners, Matt Millen, of course, Rich Gannon as well, out there today. And, uh, yeah, just it, it just gives you that feel, okay, football is definitely back when you're seeing the broadcast team out there. So uh, when, when, you're, when you're there with the guys, you know, and, and you, you know that, hey, we're getting back together, we're going to be on the broadcast on Saturday, uh, what is it that, that you, you guys as a, as a group are, are collectively trying to look at and take notes on? Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of the Damon Arnett of the group. I heard you know uh, him talking <laughs> about Casey Hayward just a second ago, and 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 those guys are the Casey Haywards and the um, you know Yannick Ngakwe's and the Gerald McCoys, and um, I, I just I love you know listening to their experiences and their stories and and just kind of picking their brains. You know, Matt loves to look at guys' footwork and and how their hands are in the trenches, and and um, and obviously Rich, you know spends a lot of time checking out the wide receiver core and the tight ends and and how can the Raiders incorporate, you know, the running backs into the pass game even more. And so, uh, you know, they, you look for some of those little things. How how has uh, Derek Carr, you know, improved even more than he did before? And at the same time, how can this new guy, how can the rookie possibly help out? And, uh, you know, obviously, I think all eyes are on, on the defensive side and, and how much better they can be this year. Talking right now with ESPN's Beth Moen. She'll be on the call with Rich Gannon and Matt Millen this Saturday uh, calling the Raiders and Seattle Seahawks game at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. Going to be very excited about that. And, 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 Beth, talking about, you know, the young guys on the team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, Gus Bradley's now the defensive coordinator. Ron Miles, I got to talk to him yesterday. I really, really respect what he's able to bring to the table as a secondary coach. Uh, how, how did you, what, from what you're seeing, the observations you were able to see, how did you think that the young guys defensively looked, at least today in practice? Yeah, I, you know, there's no doubt that there's more depth, and, and certainly the competition along that front line has been fierce. Um, and I, I think, you know, a guy like a Casey Hayward and, and so familiar with Gus Bradley's uh, defensive scheme is, is going to be critical. And the, you know, taking the next step for Trayvon Mullen and, and Jonathan Abram, I, I think a lot of um, Raider fans are counting on them to take a huge step forward, and, and Max Crosby and Cleveland Furl. So that 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 I think that's going to be the key. How can these second and third year guys really step up and make this you know a, a defense that you can count on late in games and and late in the season? I, I think that's another conversation that we'll have throughout the preseason. You, you know, you saw him cue during practice and, and probably from day one working on situationals, working on end-of-game um, plays, both offensively and defensively. And those are areas certainly that 
the Raiders hope to improve upon this season if they're going to make a playoff push. Got to be able to finish. Yeah, finishing is is the key. There's three games that I always point out, and, and everybody in Raider Nation always goes back to the three games, Kansas City, uh, the Chargers, and Miami. Three games that should have been yeah. all wins, but they weren't able to, to, to close it out. Like you mentioned, they weren't able to finish, and so they've got to find a way to do that. And you mentioned Gerald McCoy, and, and he's been a pleasant surprise for me, not because he's all of a sudden a good player, and I didn't realize that. It's just he, he's just bringing so much leadership to the table, and, and I don't know how much he's going to do on the field this year, but I think that that leadership and, and, and that almost coach on the field is really going to help this young secondary. What are your thoughts on McCoy? Yeah, I, you could see that right away. And, you know, um, Matt Millen gravitated to him immediately watching, you know, how discussions go when they're off to the side during practice, how um, Gerald is pointing things out to guys when they're running through drills and, and things like that. So I think that kind of leadership, that kind of knowledge and information could be a huge boost to this you know, defensive front that's got to figure out ways to uh, get some pressure on the quarterback, That's that's got to figure out ways to really stretch that field east and west so those you know fast linebackers and, and DBs can make plays on the edge. It, it felt like, at least from where I was standing, it just kind of felt like this team's defense is a lot faster than I've seen in the past few years. Was there any mention of the speed of this defense? I, I think so, and that's probably one of the critical areas where, you know, hopefully a guy like a Tanner Muse, if he's going to get more time, you know, for, you talk about 4-4 four, four speed, um, you know, we know how fast some of the DBs uh, that we've seen can be. Uh, you know, can, can Merrick be that guy, too, and, and on the back end that can provide a lot more speed and and it looks like even, you know, up front, you know, Crosby looks bigger and faster. Uh, Furrow looks bigger and faster. And so they're doing all the necessary things. And now it's just going to come down to that execution in game. Talking right now with Beth Mullins. She'll be on the call this Saturday for the Raiders' first preseason game at Allegiant Stadium. And, and real quick before I let you go, I do want to flip over to the offensive side of things. The Raiders brought in Kenyon Drake. He's going to be the tag team partner in that backfield with Josh Jacobs. Uh, how, how big of a one-two punch can that be? And, and, and has Rich Gannon mentioned how that great running game could be a quarterback's best friend? Yeah, well, that's that's one thing that both Rich and Matt noticed. You know, uh, Kenyon Drake's got some pop to his game, and uh, there was a a play uh, late in the scrimmage, you know, where Josh Jacobs had a nice catch and, and run towards the end zone right in front of us. And, you know, Rich immediately said, hey, that's something I hope we can see more of this year. So uh, I, I think there there's an opportunity to be so dynamic, Q, and there's an opportunity to utilize those weapons and, and the speed that we know a rugs can provide and, and hopefully – um, you know, smoke can provide that as well. Uh, that uh, the the opportunity should bear be there for this offense to be um, just as potent as last year, if not more so. And, and before I got, I, I let you go. I got to ask Derek Carr, year four with John Gruden. He's improved on something, in my opinion, every year. What does he do this season to take the next step? What does he need to do to take the next step? I, I think probably it's just how much more comfortable he is in the situationals, and you know, being able to finish in the red zone. I think that's going to be critical, too, to their success. The red zone numbers still are not where they want them to be, and so uh, I, I think that's probably the next big thing for Derek and, and to um, you know to be able to continue to make plays you know down near the goal line that, that are going to be critical to you know making another playoff push. Absolutely. Got to get in the red zone. Got to get six, not three. That's going to be the key for the success of the team this season. Beth, it's always great to catch up with you. Uh, enjoy your time doing summer league games and enjoy your time on Saturday uh, doing the call uh, with Rich and, and Matt. And uh, I always appreciate you. Uh, have a great weekend and I'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks so much, Q. We'll see you later. All right. There she goes. Beth Moens right there, ESPN. You can find her on Twitter at Beth Moens. She's on the call. Uh, and she's, she's great. Good people. Uh, funny how I met her. I actually met her at a Baylor softball game because, well, as everything else, she's on the call for softball as well. So she does basketball. She does college football. She does the NFL. She does, uh, you know, basketball. I mean, just everything. Wears many different hats. And so that's actually how I ran into her and kind of started that relationship. So it's always good to catch up with Beth. And she has a meeting coming up in a matter of minutes. So I definitely wanted to let her go. And, uh, you know, I could have talked to her probably another 10, 15 minutes, but she's really, really cool. So definitely appreciate uh, Beth for her time this afternoon you heard what she said got to get it got to get it in the end zone got to got to score those uh, those touchdowns can't settle for field goals you know I, there was a stat that was out and someone you know stats can always be misleading they can back up your argument if you find no the matter right what your argument is you can back it up with a stat and, and it could be the same exact stat and i could use it for my argument and your argument could be different and you could use that same stat and, and prove why it's wrong i mean there's just numbers can be tricky sometimes right so there was a stat about the Raiders and how many uh, the percentage of drives that they finished with points, either touchdown or field goals, and they were tied for third. So people started tweeting at me. I'll take that, Q. I'll take that. You said that the def- uh, the offense wasn't scoring enough. Yeah, they weren't scoring enough touchdowns. That stat was about touchdowns and field goals. Now, break it down another step. Take it to the step that I'm talking about. Let's talk about touchdowns, just touchdowns, and that's where they're not tied for third. I don't need to have the stats in front of me to tell you they weren't tied for third in, in, in scoring touchdowns in the red zone or the majority of their drives were scoring touchdowns because they led the league in short field goals. So you can't do both. You can't lead the league in, in short field goals and lead the league in red zone touchdowns. There's a difference. And it's three points and an extra point. So really it's, four, it's a four-point swing. But if you want to be technical because someone will hit me and be like, well, touchdowns are only six. I get it. I get it. No guarantee he's going to make that extra point. It's true. That's absolutely right. It's absolutely right. But you need to get six. You need to cash in with a touchdown, not a field goal. So as that stat was floating around, and that was cute, and everyone's tweeting it at me to prove that I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about, Q. Fine. It's okay. I'm okay third with place, that. Third place, man. Third in the league. <laughs> Tied for third. Tied for third in the league. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. Tied for third in the league. <laughs> right. Exactly. And total combined points. Total, no, total, total drives. No, I mean in the red zone, though. Right. Total drives that finished in points, but that's touchdowns and field goals. Now do that in touchdowns and you're cooking with grease. That's what you need. 227 is the time. Many thanks to Beth Mullins for joining us right there. Uh, coming up at 3 o'clock, we'll be talking to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, talking all things NFL. But I do want to know, threw it out there before we, uh, we had Beth on the line. Do you feel different about this year? Is there a different buzz to it this year? Do you think that there's something going on? Can this team be on to something? Or is it the same buzz and that same energy that you've had year after year after year that ends up in disappointment? I want to know your thoughts. 702-365-9200. The Salmon Ash text line, always wide open like some old school TV antenna. 69187, keyword r This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Roy Hart. You listen to Raider Nation Radio 920. Raiders! I like it. I like it. 2.32 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Many thanks to Beth Mullins from ESPN who joined us in the segment prior to this to talk about uh, what she saw at practice, talk a little summer league, and also the game coming up on Saturday. And she'll be on the call with Rich Gannon and Matt Millen, her broadcast partners. And before we went to break, I did throw out there the question, 
And I do want to hear from you, Raider Nation, because uh, I love to hear from you. Uh, this is why there's a radio station, Raider Nation Radio 920, because of you. And we know that you can listen uh, to anyone that you want to listen to, but we do appreciate when you listen to us. And uh, you can always find us on the Raiders mobile app. Uh, just open it up. Boom. There's a Raider sim- or the radio symbol right there. Click on it. Good. You're good to go. Uh, if you can't find it for some reason or maybe it's just down, you can always use the TuneIn app and uh, search Raider Nation Radio, and it's right there as well. So we do appreciate, like I said, whenever uh, you reach out to us and whenever you, uh, you hit us up and uh, however you find us, we do appreciate it. But throughout the question, you know, does this year just feel – does it feel different? You know, you, you, hate to, you hate to go and start saying, oh, man, this year's different. This team's going to take that next step because you feel like you're going to fall from the banana of the tailpipe a few times. You know, and, and you don't want to you don't want to be that guy that just keeps on every single year getting so hyped up. And this then, our year, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's easy to do. It's easy to do. You see the fan, you see the coaching change on the defensive side of the ball. You see players come in by way of the draft. You see free agency. You hear reports that things sound good, look good out of practice. I mean, it's easy to do. It's easy for me to do. As a guy who's helping report, I'm like, man, this- everything you say is like, yeah, we got Gunthorpe out of here. I like, didn't say I'm, that. No, I'm, no, I'm, no, but okay. I'm saying from the fan perspective. I was about to say, I it's didn't like, say nah, that. we got, yeah, you're right, we got Gunthorpe out of here. Fans gonna be in the stands. You know, we lost a couple last year because we ain't had fans in the stands. Why you gotta use that voice though? You sound like old, <laughs> old uncle. Is that your uncle Willie? That's what the fans. Or is that, that sound like your old uncle Willie, man? <laughs> yeah. Now that we got the fan, now that we got fans in the stands, that's gonna that's gonna swing Say, about man. two our way. Say, man. <laughs> <laughs> Leatherwood gonna be looking good. You know, he played at Bama. Uh, he, I like you got characters. I like you got characters. That's Uncle <laughs> Willie. That was DeMond being Uncle Willie. So, yeah, it's going to be different this year, Q. Uh-huh. <laughs> or the Cleveland show. Is it the Cleveland show? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just the voice. Because in my head, like, I'm not. No right kidding. now, it looks like you're picturing some big old dude exactly. that's talking yeah, down to his son. He's a little heavy set. <laughs> <laughs> talking down to your son on why this team's going to be good. And then you went into your spiel. Go ahead and do it again. All right. First off, because, yeah, because I was just going off the points you said. <laughs> Yeah, because what you said, you're right. We got gunther up out of here. Wouldn't doing nothing with the defense. Uh-huh. Gus gonna get them Gus gonna get them boys right. <laughs> Fans in the stands this year. Uh, you know, that's one that you know that, that Dolphins game? Damn, what was it? Fitzpatrick? He ain't doing that if they if he had the if he had the nation breathing down his neck. He wouldn't have done that. All right. I, you, I love it. Uncle you, Willie. You know that ain't happening. Thank you, Uncle Willie. You, like I said, Leatherwood, that boy from Bama. <laughs> Got all them Bama boys. Look at that backfield. Uncle Willie will make uh, appearances on the show throughout the course of, uh, well, just ever. Anytime Uncle Willie needs to come out, we'll let him, uh, we'll let him get a few words in. We do appreciate him. Uh, the Raider Nation listener line is wide open, 702-365-9200. Uh, let's go on out to Raider Hutch, who's in the 614, and I think that may be Ohio. Raider Hutch, what's on your mind? Yeah, it's Raider Hutch. I'm in Columbus. So I've been a... A fan since 1974, the Sea Hands game. I was 10 years old mm. is when I became a fan. And I would say Gus Bradley is probably the best defensive coordinator that we have since the 1983 season because we have sucked on defense for over 20, 30, 30 years, right? So I'm hoping, unfortunately, Q. I, I've watched the Raiders. They were 8-2 at one point. You know, this yep. goes back to, like, 84, I think. They were 8-2, and, and they finished 8-8, eight and eight, mm. right? Mm. So I don't think we can know what the Raiders are going to do until, like, week 11. Okay. Because they were 6-3, and three, and if they would have beat the Chiefs, they would have been 7-3 and three that second time. But our defense folded, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I... But I wanted to say, Q, I appreciate you. I'm glad you came on as a program director. I appreciate you, Vinny, and JT. The first time 
that I've ever got to have a radio station where it talks about the Raiders all the time. It's awesome. I love it. Well, we appreciate you, my man. We definitely appreciate you. So what do you, so what are your impressions of practice during the padded thing? I, I've been listening closely to you guys talking about it, like the defense has been doing the last couple of days and the offense, and I'm worried Waller hasn't practiced in, what, two weeks now? Yeah, it's been since uh, what? Ever since last Monday, uh, he, he's he's well longer than that actually, longer than that. It's it's been a while. It's been a while, and uh, everyone's saying and and kind of downplaying it like it's not a big deal. Um, Derek Carr yesterday said, "Hey, I told Darren Waller that he's got 30 days to get back out here." So they're all really making it seem like it's not a big deal. But you know, I mean, it's an injury uh, clearly, and it's you know it's to a star player that's very important for the offense. So uh, I think that there's a, a reason to have a little bit of concern. I wouldn't get you know I wouldn't hit the full panic mode yet, but there's definitely reason to have a little concern. What's what's your producer's name? I forgot his name. Damon. Damon, I appreciate your feedback, especially between you and Vinny. You guys are hilarious. I just wanted to say. And Q, I like how you put Devon in his Devon in his place. I love it. <laughs> well, we we appreciate you, Raider Hutch. Thank thank you for chiming in, my man. And I and I definitely listen to you on um, uh, your podcast too. Nice. I like listening to you there. Um, I'm not a new booty anymore, but anyways. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Good stuff. Great stuff. So uh, yeah, the 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 expectations and, and the and the thoughts of of the energy that's around the team right now. Uh, you just want to kind of wait and see, right? All right, he's gone. You let him go. All right. Yeah, I did. I did. We gum. The phones are lighting up. Now. I understand. I understand. Phones no. are lighting up. Now. So we- he's he's taking a wait and see approach, which is which is fine, and, and I totally get it. And you know, it, I mean, he brings up eight and two, and then ends up eight and eight. That's Obviously less than ideal, you know, and, and we all seen the last couple seasons how they got off to a great start and then they just couldn't finish. And that goes back to what Beth said. They got to find a way to finish. And I know we were talking about individual games, but it's, it's, it's the same. You got to finish. It doesn't matter how you start the race. It's how you finish. Now, you want to get off to a good start, but it's all about how you close things out. The games in December, late December, are the ones that matter because that's going to determine if you're playing in January or not. And I think they play a game in January this year anyway because there's 17 games. But how deep in January are you going to go? That's what really matters. And ultimately, the ultimate goal, as we all know, is they want to play in February. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Like Damon said, there's uh, definitely blowing up. 504 Raider D, what's on your mind, my man? It's 502, brother, from Louisville, Kentucky, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Oh, okay. That's my fault, um, man. That's my fault. Yeah. Hey, brother, you get a listen. Listen, man, I, I absolutely love it. I, I listened to the show last year a lot. And, uh, and, 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 and Q, did, Q, did you move uh, to Vegas? Yeah, yeah, I'm here now. I'm here now. Good. Were you in Texas before? Yeah, Central Texas. That sure was for 10 years, brother. I remember that, man. I, I, I remember that when I first heard you uh, last year. I actually called the show all the time in the morning and talked with you guys and Man, it's good to have you in Vegas, brother. I loved your energy last year. I think it's going to be wonderful for you to get your own little thing going on this year, man. So, you know, welcome, welcome, welcome to the, welcome to the nation, man. But um, thank you. I wanted to call and speak about this, man. I've been a fan for um, probably forty-two years. I've been a Raiders fan, and I'm always like a fan. I always think we're going to Super Bowl every year. The last ten years, I've gotten realistic about about my approach with that. Mm-hmm. I'm from Kentucky. But 
when I could, when it comes to me being a fan, I'm from the show me state. They got to show me. <laughs> they got to show me that they want to win. They want. They got to show me that they're capable of winning. Our offense has not been the problem. Right. It's been defense only. Paul Guthrie coached a year too long. He should have been fired in year two. Because, you know, you, you have all these draft picks and you pick all these, you know, picks. It is up to the coaching staff to develop those people and to, and, and to get them on the field. We had so much confusion the entire time Guthrie was there that people didn't know where they were at. Mm-hmm. I think that the new defensive coordinator has a much simpler where players don't have to do a bunch of thinking. They have to do a bunch of playing. And it's showing in training camp. When you have a top-10 offense and the defense is playing now already as good as they are, even though they change, my whole thing is I hope that this line holds up. Right. That's, 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 that's kind of the big thing for me. I hope the defense plays well, but our season, even if the, even if the defense moves up 10 spots, our line has got the blocks so, for me. I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to listening to your show every day, man. You guys do a phenomenal job. And, man, I wish you the best of luck and Raider Nation for life, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, my man. 502 Raider D, Demon. Let's get the numbers right. I know you be hating on the on the area codes and all that other stuff. You, you're, you're not you're not a big fan of the number game, but this is a, a recurring theme here. We're going to do – Maybe I sabotaged a little bit on purpose. You did. You did. It's just like you throwing shade at my man from Kansas, but then you you don't have the stones to throw some shade at someone from Kansas City. You know that, that I didn't forget about that. I actually went home and wrote that on my wall of uh-huhs, uh-huhs. That's what it's called. I got a wall called uh-huhs, and it's it's all the things that you do that I have to write down. Just like you today, and this is going to peel back the curtain a little bit further. Demond was calling Beth Mowens in the commercial break, and he kept telling me, "Hey, dude, this ain't the right number." It's like. Doc, she just literally texted me to tell me she couldn't do 230. She had to be at 215. No, dog, this ain't the right number. I said, all right, man. Go on to call that back one more time. Hey, Beth, how you doing? <laughs> what happened? You know what, man? I didn't have to put all your business out there, huh? Throw me under the bus like that. I was going to tell a little funny antidote, but nah. Throw me under the bus. You know why I did that? I did that for my guy, uh, Kevin from Kansas. I, I was told still, you. I was still getting, getting some get back. I told for him. you, me and Kevin from Kansas are cool. I know, because he's a cool guy. I know another cool guy. How about my guy, Aaron? He's calling in right now, MauiJellyFactory.com. You can get all the best jellies, all the best jams, all the best syrups, and, of course, he's representing. Aaron, what's on your mind today? Nothing much, man. Just representing that 808. (laughs) That's right. 808, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Chilling, chilling. Chilling. No, man. I'm going to blame this one on you and uh, and Vinny, Q. You guys got me fired up, man. I usually... I usually I'm reserved. I'm like, man, let's just wait and see. But you guys are talking about this defense like they even have a heartbeat right now. Mm-hmm. It's got me fired up. So uh, I can't wait. I wish I could go there for the preseason game Saturday, but uh, I'm going to wait for uh, that Monday night opener and uh, get it going. But I'm, I'm straight up blaming you if they come out laying eggs on defense, Q. No. You, got me, you got me going, my man. No, and, and you know, and that's why I threw out that question because I, I'm, I understand. I literally feel the same way, and I'm like you. I want to, I'm, uh, or, or 502 Raider D where he said, show me. I want them to show me too before I say, hey, this defense is going to be really good or this team is going to be really good. But it's just a feel. And I know this is the first time I've been in the building for practice and, and all that training camp, but it just feels like, it's just different, and so I may be falling for the banana in the tailpipe too. I just—that's why I wanted to get the temperature of the nation. I hear you, and I mean—I mean, what's the alternative? I mean, we were what 29th or 30th in points given up, so true. it can't be much worse. That's true. So if we can just just improve and 
like you keep saying, a 2016 season where we had all the uh, forced fumbles and, and interceptions, the game changer, man. So I just want, I just want them not to be a hindrance, and right. I want them to uh, just, just help. Right, help is the word. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But good. All right, man. I'll let you guys get back at it. You guys take care. All right, man. Appreciate you. Good stuff as always. It's always good to hear from you, man. And that's, again, that's the reason why I threw this out there because I want to know. You know, people ask me all the time. I have interviews lined up. People want to, you know, hey, Q, can you come on my show to talk about the AFC West? Can you come on and talk about the Raiders? Cool. I'll do it. I just want to know exactly what I should be relaying. You know, is this, is this, is this different? Is this different feel or is this. Every fan base, oh, man, this, like you said, this is our year. You know, got the new coach, got some young players. Oh, this guy's going to be defensive rookie of the year. And I said, I said that about Trayvon Merrick. No pressure, but I put that on him. I said he's going to be defensive rookie of the year. And to my credit, I said Josh Jacobs was going to be offensive rookie of the year, and he should have been. He got jobbed because they gave, it to, uh, they gave it to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray didn't play a full season, and Kyler Murray didn't have that great of numbers, and the Cardinals weren't that great his rookie year. But he's a quarterback. He was the number one overall pick, and so Josh Jacobs got jobbed. That I, I hit that one out the park. I got that one right. So maybe I'm on a roll here. You right about that one? Yeah, quarterbacks always get the awards. They, yeah, exactly, exactly. Josh Jacobs won that award, no doubt about it. His rookie year, but I digress. You know, I don't want to start to open up that can of worms. So uh, that that's a, a, I mean a great call, Aaron. Really good call because again, I'm trying to temper my expectations while I'm watching on the daily and seeing a team that I feel like they know what they're doing. You know, we had a call yesterday that said what they wanted to see in the preseason game was knowing what you're doing, lining up correctly. Don't jump off sides. Don't have a false start. Don't give up third and long. You know, just the basic understanding. Don't do the stupid mental errors. And I feel like from what I'm seeing out there at practice and the way that these coaches, especially defensively, will coach these guys up if, they, if they're not in the right place. I heard Gus Bradley get after one of the players. And I don't know which one it was, but they were in nickel coverage. And the one player wasn't playing like he was in nickel coverage. And Gus Bradley, we're in nickel. We're in nickel. When you're in nickel, where do you go? But that's, that's teaching. And that's a real good sign. Could it you is. imagine if you were out there and you were just like, man, these, whoo, I cover the team, but it doesn't look like they got it together. Right. So that's still promising because I don't want to know particular fan base, but if you're going, if you're like, Hey, man, all the signs are saying that we'll be lucky to win four games this year. <laughs> That'd be like, man, I don't want to be a fan of this team. My expectations or if you had to listen to that. So, so this is at least promising. Right. So I, as Aaron said, he's going to blame myself and Vinny if, if the, the team's not living up to the expectations. I'll actually take that. I'll take that on my helmet because, man, it's just I feel like I've, I've started to, 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 to throw a little bit of gasoline on that fire. You know, you know like Eddie Murphy said, now that's a fire. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've kind of done that. 702-365-9200. Let's hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Just win, Wendy. What's on your mind today? Woohoo! <laughs> Yay, we've got a game coming up. I'm so excited. Yeah, so buddy. Listen, um, I, I feel that way. I mean, I've been feeling that way, but I got kind of an intangible reason to feel like this season is different. And it's something that I haven't heard people talk about, but I think it's real. And that is, there's more consistency this year than we've had in a really long time. And on the offense, we got three years with Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Hunter Renfro. I mean, three years with those guys and Derek. And then on the defense, there's a whole bunch of guys that are on their third year or more. 
And so we've got some new guys, yeah. But on defense, when they get out there and they're set, they're not, you know, it's not like the offense where it's, you know, the play call. They have to watch everything that's going on on the other side of the, on the, other side of the line of scrimmage. But when they move, they got to know where their where their teammates are going to go, mm-hmm. and what's going to happen next with their own teammates. And you got to trust the guy next to you to go where you think he's going to go. And so that's why I feel like the consistency of having some of these guys, they know, you know, they could finish each other's sentences. Some of them, you know, uh, Crosby and Clee and and some of the other guys, and they know each other really well. So I feel like. The consistency is better this year than it has been for a really long time, and hopefully that trust is going to make this defense better. They're going to know what to do. So that's where I'm at. I'm just I'm just really excited. And I saw a picture of Paul Gutierrez. You know, um, the only good Paul G we know. Um, <laughs> he put out a, a picture a couple of days ago of that class. You know, when they went to Google. Uh, the whole 2019 class, mm-hmm. and, and it was so funny because those guys look like high school kids compared to what they look like now. <laughs> it, was so, right. it was hilarious. But anyway, yeah, I'm really hyped because I really feel like these guys trust each other, and I feel like they know each other a lot better. So, yeah, there's a few vets in there that have just come in, but they're, they're vets. Right. So, you know, they're just going to help. That's where I'm at. There you go. Good stuff. Yep. Just when Wendy from the Bay Area hitting us up on Radio Nation Radio 920. Definitely appreciate the call. And I'll say she, she brings up a good point. I know I've heard Vinny mention it multiple times. That 2019 class, this is their team now. Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Jonathan Abram, uh, Trayvon Mullen, Max Crosby. That This is their class. This is their team. This is their team now. They're the leaders of this team. And, you know, she mentioned Max Crosby and, and Cleve Furl. I'll say this. And I, I witnessed this today myself, something that I found to be pretty interesting. Uh, and, and it's we've heard it, but to actually see it is just a different element. Um, there was a drill going on, uh, and they were doing these defensive drills. And, and I like to pay attention to the defensive side of things. I go and pay attention to the offensive line and the wide receivers and all that. But I really like to hone in on the defense. So Unique Ngakwe was on one field working on a drill. And Max Crosby was in another group. It was like... Group one, group two, and group three. Max was in one group. Unique Ngakwe was in another group. And then there was another group. After every rep that Max did, he checked in with Unique Ngakwe. Every time. All you hear is, Jan, Jan, how did that one go? Did you do, you know, and they're, and they're talking and they're teaching. And they're, they're, they're not, it's not like he's checking in to see if he did okay. He's checking in to see if they're, you know, they're, they're both you know, how, how they're teaching each other. They're working with each other. That, that's the thing about it. They're working with each other. So, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's, that's how it was. But it almost seems like, and, and Unique Ngakwe pointed it out weeks ago, really when he, it was, I think it was OTAs when he said that him and Max Crosby were going to be the best one-two punch. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing these guys almost joined at the hip. Like these guys are, 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 are working on their tools together. You know, uh, if Unique Ngakwe is working on something, Max Crosby's working on. I mean, they're just, they're all in sync with each other. And that goes back to what uh, Just Win Wendy was saying about, you know, these guys uh, like each other and they're playing for each other and that they trust what the other one's going to do. You want to talk about trust? 
Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby, they definitely trust each other. Uh, we got time for one more call here in uh, this hour. Then we'll kick to John McClain to kick off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. He's from the Houston Chronicle. Uh, we're going to go to my guy, 702-365-9200. We're going to go to my guy who is in the Lone Star State, my guy, Peg Leg Raider. Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What's up, man? What up, you? Chilling, brother. What's so, up? I'm chilling. Um, <laughs> as far as expectations, it feels, it feels again like last year and the year before where – I'm not trying to fall banana in the tailpipe, <laughs> but what, what's giving me hope is the, how the conversations have shifted. So last year it was, you know, we have some new linebackers, we're going to be okay, um, but we were all we still had concerns about depth. We had concerns about the defense. We spent a lot of time talking about uh, red zone productivity. This year we still have that red zone productivity issue. I don't, I don't feel that depth concerns um, across the entire defense. I, do, I still have some depth concerns with the linebacker core um, and the DBs on the back end, but what what's giving me hope this year is that sense of cohesion, not just among the players, but the coaches and the folks who have been flocking in since we got Gus, uh, Gus Bradley. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you know we have Hayward that wanted to come here to be with his coach, knows the system, and the younger guys can look at him. The fact that uh, Gerald McCoy is here with NASA. They're reunited. They can teach each other and bring that cohesiveness. Um, I'm trying not to fall for it, but, but between that and then you and Vinny, um, <laughs> my objective folks, I'm serious, because y'all are objective. You're not, you're not going to tell me that it's a pig with lipstick. You're right. going to tell me it's a pig with lipstick. You're not just going to say, oh, we dressed it up. It's beautiful. You're going to tell me what it is. Right. So... I trust what y'all are telling me, and from what you've seen from practice, from what I'm hearing, um, and how the conversation has shifted, I'm a little more excited. But I'm still I'm waiting until Thanksgiving. I will know because I don't I don't want to start hot right. and then collapse again. That just it crushes my soul. Right. No, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I got to ask you, man. Uh, it, one, it was great uh, catching up with you and your wife there in uh, Canton, Ohio. Uh, thanks for hanging out for as long as you did, man. I thought that was awesome. Uh, how has it been, man? A few days later, uh, you still got the Tom Flores autograph on the peg leg. How's that going? It's still there. It has not rubbed off. It's getting ready to get taken off and put in a case. I did get a contact with Seawood, so I unfortunately wasn't able to hook up with him in person, but I'm ascending the leg and see if I can get the other side signed and that we will have the the autograph peg leg up in a case. Nice, nice. Well, if you get that autograph from Seawood, man, you got to send me a picture just so I can see it. That's awesome, man. Uh, and I definitely appreciate you. Will do, and I'll be hitting you up next time I'm up in Vegas. All right, there it is. That's my guy, Peg Leg Raider, right there from San Antonio. Uh, yeah, man, uh, good dude right there, him and his wife. Actually, all the folks that uh, he was with, man, real good people. Uh, got to hang out with them for quite a while at Tom Flores party on Saturday night. It was at uh, BJ's there in in, uh, in in Canton, Ohio. So uh, lots of good fun that we had, a lot of good stories that we brought back, and uh, that's definitely one of them right there. So thank you so much to Peg Leg Raider. Coming up next, going to kick off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness. We'll do that with John McClain. He's from the Houston Chronicle uh, talking all things NFL. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Radio Nation Radio 920.